At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. My name is Chase. I am doing this episode alone this week. Uh, this is going to be kind of a unique episode. I hop on the line with my good buddy, Brandon Ogden. We recently took a short trip out to the Midwest to do some scouting for our rut hunt coming up in November on some public land. Brandon has never been out to the Midwest, so we discuss a lot of what his thoughts were comparing the Midwest to Florida. Uh, I know a lot of you guys have expressed some interest in getting outside of Florida or some of these other southern states to go to the Midwest uh, to hunt. Uh, I think this would be a good episode for you guys. Um, We're going to do a part two uh, once the trip uh, is over. Hopefully we'll have some bucks on the ground and uh, some good stories to tell. Um, Before we get to the podcast, though, uh, I'd like to remind everybody that Spartan Forge is one of the sponsors of our podcast. Uh, We've talked about it a ton. Uh, Walter and I have been beta testing uh, the app that's coming out. We're fixing to get Bill on the podcast to talk a whole lot more about that. Um, so if you get a chance, uh, check out Spartan Forge. It's AI technology. It's going to help you in a number of ways. Uh, so check those guys out if you get a chance. Next, scree gear. Uh, I took all a lot of my scree gear up uh, on this scouting trip. Uh, I've always had good stuff to say uh, about the scree gear. Uh, I recently got uh, their rain gear, so I'm looking forward to uh, trying that out. Tried it on. It is supreme quality. Uh, I got some of their gaiters, uh, some of their gloves recently, so I'm looking forward to trying all of that stuff out. But if it's anything like my other stuff, uh, I'm sure it's going to uh, be great. Other than that, uh, I'm going to get you guys onto the podcast. Uh, I know some of our intros can be long, so this one's going to be short. Uh, Hopefully, here soon, Walter and I will be able to get back on the podcast together. Our schedules have just not lined up for that. Hope you enjoy this podcast uh, with uh, me and Brandon Ogden. All right, everybody. On the line, I have Mr. Brandon Ogden, a good buddy of mine. We did a podcast earlier this summer on uh, scouting, summer scouting. I figured I'd bring Brandon back on the podcast. Uh, Brandon is headed to Missouri with me uh, in November. 
and we are going to try to get on some big uh, Midwestern bucks. Brandon has never been out to the Midwest, so I figured it'd be a good opportunity to get him back on the podcast uh, so we can talk about our uh, recent scouting trip uh, that we did. It was a two-day scouting trip. Uh, It was busy. (laughs) We put a lot of miles on the ground. I think we uh, tallied it up. It was somewhere between 23, 24 miles of boots on the ground uh, on this particular piece of public. So uh, how are you doing, Brandon? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm just, uh, I got a little bit of a man flu going on here. Just trying to, (laughs) just trying to recover from our, uh, from our long, uh, long, quick journey to the good old Midwest of Missouri. Right. Um, we started talking about this probably back, I think in the summer at some point, you said, yeah, summertime, you said that you would uh, be interested in doing some filming for me, uh, going up there and you, I'd also never been to the Midwest. Uh, you wanted to uh, be able to get that experience, uh, and I knew that you would be uh, one of those guys that would be willing to come along for the ride, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, loves hunting, uh, mainly hunted Florida, like you mentioned on the podcast before, uh, most of your life. A little bit of Georgia, I think, but I think that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, I've like like I stated in the other podcast, I've hunted Florida about ninety eight percent of it. I hunted a little bit of Georgia, um, but not very much. Mainly when I was a kid. So uh, yeah, I've been just a straight up Florida boy, anywhere from South Florida to North Florida. I mean, the whole state really. So right, and I, this was we were I think we were on the phone one night, kind of talking about Missouri, and then all of a sudden, I think I mentioned something I was like, yeah, it'd be good to get up there before the trip, like get up there a couple of days before the <laughs> trip, uh, maybe fly up there or something, just kind of threw it out there, and then I mean, you jumped on it super quick, and we're like, "Oh yeah, and then I was kind of like, "Oh wait, um, he's actually down for this, <laughs> and you were like, "Oh." It's like, are you, yeah. being ser- are you being serious? Are you being serious? And then the next thing I know, we're uh, buying plane tickets and doing rental cars and finding a place to stay <laughs> up there. Uh, we picked yeah. uh, some days kind of around my work. Uh, you take a lot of time off during uh, this portion of hunting season anyways, uh, so I knew it would be uh, easy for you uh, to get off. Uh, so we got on a plane, flew up to Missouri, and uh, what I want to c- – you to kind of do now is since you've basically hunted Florida 98% of the time, we got to this particular piece of public. Uh, why don't you kind of describe how it's different from Florida? Well, first thing that comes to mind is ag fields. (laughs) (laughs) There were ag fields beyond ag fields, beyond ag fields. And, uh, at least, at least where I've hunted in Florida on the public, there is just no ag fields. Um, so that was different right from the start. Um, you know, it was out in very, very rural area. I mean, you're talking 20 miles from any town. So it, it that's different. You know, most of these WMAs, you know, there's a town within five miles usually. Um, so you can get stuff real quick. So out there, I mean, you're, it, it's, it's rural, you know, there's, it, it was, it was beautiful though. It was beautiful country to see and uh, definitely different. You know, there, there wasn't as much woods, at least where we were at. It was just uh, a lot of fingers and, and stuff like that. So it, it's definitely going to have some challenges. But, uh, I mean, I'm excited. It's something new. It just kind of reignited me. Um, you know, of course, everybody's telling me once you hunt the Midwest, you're not going to want to hunt Florida anymore. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but, uh, but no, man, you know, when you asked me about, you know, going to pre-scout it, I'm like, well, you know, why not? You know, if it, if it saves us time in November to actually do more hunting than scouting, I mean, I'm in, you know, being more efficient is what it's all about. You know, you got to take the opportunity when you can. Right. And, and this management area is decent size. And yeah. one of the things that we were trying to kind of figure out is you mentioned <clears throat> that there were, there's ag there um, and I kept hearing stuff about like CRP fields and stuff. And the, a lot of the places in the Midwest I've hunted, there wasn't a ton of CRP fields. I mean, definitely had the ag fields, just a lot of wide open uh, area, the fingers that you kind of mentioned, fence lines where there's trees and stuff to get into, things like that. But there was a lot of CRP. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Up yeah, there. There, was, there, were, there were C's and C's of CRP. I mean, just hundreds of acres of it yeah giant so. giant blocks of crp too it, it wasn't like it was like oh yeah there's a uh, 50 acres of crp or something or whatever i mean we're talking hundreds and hundreds of acres that just <laughs> it might be a crp field uh, right with no tree in sight uh, in some of those i mean unless you're just hunting the, the very edges uh, of those uh, crp fields and kind of when we went there now, in which I kind of discussed uh, with you, like all the leaves were still on the trees. Yeah. We kind of got there green. at this point. Uh, this was late September uh, when we were there, and everything's still green. Uh, the All the trees still have their leaves. And a month from now, that's not going to be the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to look totally uh, different. Um, I think we were – the main thing we I think we were trying to is just kind of get a lay of the, the land, uh, figure out all the access points. Because that first day when we got there, uh, we did a lot of driving. Um, we pretty yes. much drove around the whole thing, uh, checking out the uh, parking areas and um, what type of access we would have uh, to this particular piece of public. And, I mean, that took a while. Uh, we, we did have boots on the ground that first day too. Cause I think we put what, like seven miles uh, on the yeah. first day. And yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't even start we, till <laughs> like three o'clock in the afternoon, probably two, two thirty, yeah. three o'clock in the afternoon when we, we finally got there. We, we might've been a little bit excited. We, we said we weren't going to get out and walk. We were just going to strictly <laughs> drive. But of course we got to one parking area and we we're like, Hey, let's go walk this thing. This thing looks good. I think it was the first parking area. I don't even think it was the second one. It was oh, yeah, yeah, the very first it. parking area. We did uh, quite a bit of walking on the first parking area. <laughs> and I was like, crap, yeah. we need to get back in the car yeah. and start riding well, this was, thing. It was mainly your fault. You're the one that's like, all right, we're just going to walk to here and look here. All right, cool. Chase. Next thing I know, we're walking, walking, and walking. I'm like, hey, man, I thought we are going back. Oh, I know. I just want to check this area. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I just want to check this area. And yeah. you don't realize, it's funny how you start thinking about, like, time and stuff. Like, if you were to spend, like, 10 hours at your house just, like, sitting on the couch or whatever, it would seem like it would take forever to go by. <laughs> but when you're out scouting and doing things like that, it seems like time just flies by. <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, my goodness. How, how am I going to uh, cover, uh, this, this whole piece of public, at, at least, uh, I was just 
mainly what I was trying to do kind of at the beginning, what I was kind of thinking is like trying to rule areas out like, okay, this big chunk uh, or whatever, I'm just going to rule this out. Like let's, it's, it's just a huge, vast CRP <laughs> area. And I've got like just no vibe from it um, currently, but it could change whenever we get back up there uh, and, and find out what the uh, deer are doing uh, during that time right. of year, which is, I mean, we're going up there during the rut. So it's going to be basically trying to find the does and uh, hopefully catching bucks cruising downwind or, or, or trying to find does uh, in those particular bedding areas is, is my thoughts uh, when we get there. And we were, we were kind of looking at some sign. I mean, one of the things that we were both amazed about, like when we were up there, is just the amount of white oak acorns that were on the ground and in the trees. My goodness. Wow. I mean, they, I mean, we just, we were rolling over them. I mean, we were pick, and we were just so amazed. We just kept picking them up. Yeah. Taking pictures of them. <laughs> and we're, just, we're like, God, these things are monstrous. <laughs> yes. Yes. They were monstrous. White okay. I mean, and there was a variety of other acorns as well there, but it was just, I mean, there were so many white oaks and it seemed like all of them had acorns on them. I mean, all of them. Um, but I mean, that's not, uh, that probably won't, that may be a little bit of our focus. Maybe if there's still trees that are holding and dropping acorns and stuff, uh, while we're there, uh, the soybean fields were still green. I mean, some of them were starting to turn a little bit, uh, while we were there, but they were all still like green and lush, these big soybean fields. Uh, most of the corn was cut. If I remember correctly, I mean, there were, there was still some standing corn in a couple of areas, but it yeah. looked like it was crops that didn't do too well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Might've had yeah. like one cob on them or something like that on the, on the whole uh, bushel, but most of them were cut down. They did leave some standing. It, it seemed like, uh, like on the edges and stuff. But as far as the, the corn was concerned, a lot of it was already cut, which I was kind of surprised. Uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was cut a little bit early too, but they might have planted early or something. Yeah, I, I think they had a big. I think they had a drought uh, this year. It, it seems like so it wasn't super wet. I know a lot of times when it's wet, that causes them to cut it a little bit later. Um, but we, the good part about that is, is we won't have to deal with that when we get back up there of them just bedding in the corn. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah. I dealt with that in Iowa uh, some because uh, they'll just bed up in that corn and uh, not move very much it seems like but as far as in the soybeans like i said once they turn brown they'll be they'll be or start to turn and stuff they'll, they'll turn off of them uh, for a while till like way later uh in the season um like way later not while we're there yeah not while we're there so what were your thoughts like we're there we're walking like i said we put a ton of miles uh, 23 something miles on the ground uh, what were your What are your thoughts now, having gone and looked at uh, that particular uh, management area? Well, I mean, like you said before, everything is still so green, and uh, there's still a lot of food up that's not going to be available when we go. So, I, you know, it, it was really, it was really, really beneficial to actually walk the property and to get a feel for it. And, you know, that way we're just not going in totally blind. Uh, I think that was super beneficial. But, I mean, looking at everything as a whole, 
you know, there's definitely some possibilities where the, where the deer are going to be. And I, I, you know, we, we both talked, we've both got some very common areas in mind that, you know, we want to, we probably want to do a couple sits at, or at least get a feel for it. Um, you know, something I was surprised though, is that, you know, I, I maybe from seeing hunting shows and all that kind of stuff that kind of corrupted my brain a little bit, but you know, I didn't see as much, uh, rubs and, and, and big scrapes and everything like that, but you know, it, you know, up there in the Midwest, it's just different, I think, than down here in the South. You know, I, I don't think they start doing that stuff. I think, and there is a defined rut in the Midwest, so I don't, I don't think that stuff had shown up yet. Um, so that was something I was surprised about. But man, there was a lot of trails. Uh, that that was something much easier to find were the trails. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of trails. And, and the de- the deer size were definitely different. I mean, the couple deer we did see. I mean, the does they were they were monstrous. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I think well, like one of the the first tracks we saw, we took a picture of, was just a massive track crossing like yeah. this like dried up creek um, yeah. area. Um, and it seemed like, and that was the other thing is like pretty much all of the creek beds and everything they were pretty dry. Um, and from what yeah. I understand, normally they have water in them. Uh, yeah, that time were, of year. Yeah, and and we you know we talked about that too with them being dry. It might be something for us to be able to access. Um, some of the areas we wanted to hunt, uh, pretty quietly and without being uh, detected. Right. Um, So that was, that was, that was good to identify them. A ton of, all them leaves are going to be on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You kept stating that. And I, you know, like I said, I, when, when I see it, I'll definitely be like, Oh goodness. Yeah. There, there really is no, there are no leaves on these trees anymore. (laughs) Right. It'll be nice and crunchy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Nice and crunchy. Walking through them woods. Uh, we didn't see, uh, we didn't see a lot of tree stands. Um, we saw no. a few um, ladder stands that were set up uh, on the public. So it's not not even really that we already know, like, okay, a bunch of people are already going to be hunting <laughs> some of these areas yeah. uh, before we get there. Uh, from what I've been told, a lot of the locals just, they kind of hunt close to the parking areas. Um, we'll see if that holds true <laughs> whenever we yeah. get there. I mean, right now is not like a great time for everybody to be out hunting and taking time off and uh, stuff like that. We really didn't see, I think we saw one truck that was possibly hunting, uh, while we were up there. Cause I think their season had been kicked off for maybe a couple of weeks. Uh, by the time we got up there, although it didn't seem like, uh, even some of the locals we talked to even knew what the season was <laughs> while yeah. we were up there. Cause we were scouting and we were like, Oh, what are you up here for? Are you up here for a duh? Is it ducks or this or that? And we're like, no, we're, we're up here. We're just scouting for deer. <laughs> They're like, oh, is it deer season yet? I was like, I'm pretty sure it's been deer season up here for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty already. sure. So, but I think, like I said, it was a rural area, a lot of farming uh, in that area. I'm sure they're all trying to, like I say, get their crops out and things like that. And uh, that they said their ruts defined. Like it, it gets kicked off uh, somewhere around the first of November, uh, which is when we're planning on being up there. Um, we're gonna arrive so i think sometime around the first <laughs> of november yeah. when we get up there i think we're gonna take that first kind of afternoon to do some reconnaissance when we get there and maybe drive around again check out the parking areas uh, see where people are uh, and there were a couple of areas that after we got done scouting um, we were looking at the map plane ride home and we we're kind of like oh yeah this this area actually looks good there were some areas that we didn't get to uh, while we yeah, were there, just, we just couldn't cover the whole thing in the amount of time that we had. And we were trying to find like, 
kind of specific things that we were kind of told to look for uh, by one of the uh, other guys that's going to be hunting up there. He's been on the podcast before, Brett uh, Mashburn. Uh, he was trying to give us some tips on things to look for uh, while we were there, well, places that he's had success. And uh, we started looking kind of hard at the map. Uh, we had both downloaded like the offline version of the map so we could look at it on yeah. the plane and uh, kind of figure some things out. So we, we got some other spots that we've got marked on the map that we kind of want to uh, take a look at. And they look like they were harder to access uh, for people. So, and take a little bit more time getting back to uh, things like that. Um, so, what was what's your major concern when we actually get up there and start hunting? Like, what what do you feel will be like an obstacle when we get up there, having seen the place? Well, after seeing the place, I mean, and a sense of access issue. I don't really see us having an issue accessing any place. Um, I, you know, everything was was uh, I think. If at least for compared to Florida, it's going to be pretty easy access for most places. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm used to walking a long ways anyway. So that was, that's not a big deal. Um, I mean, really for me in particular is two things is pressure, pressure from people. You know, it's, it's that glorious first week in November, everybody probably took off. So, you know, just being able to talk with some of the other hunters and just see where they're hunting and make sure we're not messing them up, uh, dealing with pressure, and I mean, for me, just seeing, uh, learning how the deer use the woods or their lack of, you know, I, like I said, it's my first time in the Midwest, um, you know, and I, and I gotta, I just gotta figure out how the deer are using the woods, you know, are, are they, are they using the CRP fields more? Are they just following edges? Um, you know, that for me, that's, that's going to be the biggest obstacle, obstacle in, in learning is just figuring them out how the deer actually work there and you know like you said before it's probably going to be a lot of observation sits at least for me um just to get a lay of the land and, and how they're using it you know right so that 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 for me is going to be a challenge um i'm hoping we get cold weather um you know hopefully it'd be a nice hunting some cold weather <laughs> yeah exactly but i mean other than that you know I'm, I'm excited i think i'm more excited than i am worried um, right. you know, this is a, this is a big piece of public, so, you know, we should be able to get away. Um, and I mean, it is the first week of November and it is during the week, you know, most people don't take off during the week. So I'm expecting to hit some pressure on the weekends for sure. But, uh, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to get it done. And I know between you and me, we'll, we'll get something knocked down or at least locked up, you know, we'll be able to see some deer. Yeah. Yeah. And like I kind of mentioned before, is that this trip may be just one on figuring it out. <laughs> I mean, we may get yeah. a deer, we may not, uh, but it yeah. could be a trip where, like I said, we do a lot of observation sits and finally get the deer figured out what they're kind of doing. Uh, this time of year in particular, what the does are doing, um, what their travel routes are, maybe why they're doing the things that they're doing, uh, and who knows, it could set us up for uh, years to come by by going up there this year, figuring it out. Uh, my, like you mentioned, like there wasn't a ton of sign, it didn't seem like, especially right now. I mean, we found some rubs. We found a few little, like, scrapes and stuff on field edges, things like that. But uh, I just don't think it'll, I think that kind of starts picking up kind of at the end of October <laughs> yeah. area because, like I said, they, they have a defined 
rut as opposed to Florida where who knows, <laughs> you'll start seeing scrapes at the beginning of the season <laughs> and they'll keep popping up <laughs> throughout the season, rubs, same way. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to compare it um, that way. You kept kind of mentioning that you were always have always been of the mindset to stay away from all the open areas, like especially yes. in Florida, stay away from the open. They're going to stay in the thick stuff. Um, whereas there, uh, you don't really have that luxury. No, no. And that, and that was something that, you know, I am going to have to, I guess, get used to and just say, okay, you can, you know, it's all right to hunt right near the edge, you know, it, it and there wasn't a lot, at least on this public, a lot of like, I guess what you call big woods, you know, there was, like I said, there was a lot of fingers, uh, that, that bordered up with CRP and, and some type of ag, um, you know, so that, that's going to be something different for me. Um, but like I said, I, I don't think it's going to take too hard to get used to it. I mean, obviously. And another thing we, we noticed was, uh, I think how beneficial the saddles are going to be. Uh, there was not a lot of easy climbing trees, you know, like you couldn't, you know, you couldn't just use a, I think a cl- you could definitely couldn't use a climber for most of it. You know, I think the saddles are going to come in big on this one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The saddles will, will definitely be uh, key for up there. And there, like I said, some of these trees, you, you might have to start up one, uh, to get into another one, <laughs> the, yeah. the tree you want to get yeah. into. Uh, I, I yeah. ran into that in Iowa where I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to start up this tree and then I'm going to have to start the climbing sticks, uh, on the tree that I actually want to be in about halfway up, uh, to get in that tree. And some of them, you, you're not going to be able to get up. 20 25 feet in um you're just gonna have to settle for 15 (laughs) 13 uh feet off the ground up there um depending on if i mean if it's the right spot it's the right spot um if the deer are using that area you can't just go okay i can't get 25 feet up in this tree so i'm not gonna hunt the spot um you kind of got to be willing to think outside the box a little bit uh when it comes to that is there's not a ton there's not a ton of just straight pine trees <laughs> no, uh, in no. an area where you can just like all right i'll just move over to this tree uh 10 yards yeah. away uh be easy enough to uh, get into yeah and i guess i pose the same question to you i mean is there any concerns with you or anything you're worried about or trying to face uh my only issue is time like just running out of time <laughs> which it always seems yeah. like uh, I feel like when you're planning a trip that is like a six or seven day trip, it always seems like you kind of get it. If you don't, if you don't really have it figured out right when you get there, you, you kind of get it figured out uh, like around the last day or so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're like, man, if I just had one more day uh, to hunt here or, or whatnot. Um, but uh, that being said, I, I hope that, some of the stuff that I know works in the Midwest will work. Like I hope that calling works like my, th- like I hope that maybe rattling works up there and uh, maybe I can bring some deer in or grunting at them or, or maybe using a, a doe bleed or something like that. Uh, we'll be able to coax uh, some of these deer in um, because it's not a yeah. lot of something that we do down here and you kind of forget about it. And up there, I think it's something more uh, that you can employ uh, as a tactic, especially when you're seeing something cruising 300 yards away out in the middle of a field or something like that. Um, because 
you you got a good visual on them, but you're like, well, I can, there's there's no way I can. I'm not over there, but hopefully maybe I can rattle or grunt or something, and it'll get their attention uh, to where they'll come that way. I've I've had mixed results in Florida. I know a lot of people that call and stuff in Florida, but I know some people that just don't call at all um, because if certain deer you grunt at, they run to the county line from where you're sitting right. at when you grunt at them. <laughs> Um, you've had a little bit of, I think you've had a little bit of success rattling. I mean, last year you rattled in a really big buck, <laughs> uh, yeah. here, here in Florida, but it was just, he was on the other side of the property line and, uh, I think there was a fence in the way and he just didn't quite, he, he had a good visual on where you were at as far as like, okay, there's nothing over there. Um, right. Yeah. And, that's, and that's he didn't come in, but I've, I've rattled a bunch in Florida and never had a deer come in. <laughs> um, now I've grunted at deer and they've come in uh, before, but never uh, any any rattling. And I and both I'm all of my Midwest trips that I've called, I've just never had any success. I don't know if I'm just set up wrong for it or whatever, but just I've grunted at deer. Now, actually, I can't say that. The, I, in Kansas, when I grunted at one, he came to me on a string, <laughs> and I oh, shot him. Oh, okay. So I did grunt <laughs> at one in Kansas, but uh, I didn't really – in Iowa, none of my calling worked. <laughs> Rattling, <laughs> grunting, like the deer kind of looked my way, but they never they never came. Um, they were out cruising or whatever, and I, I grunted at them or did what – and they looked, but they never never kind of made that decision, all right, I'm gonna go. right, I'm going to go over there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that works. Uh, while we're yeah, that there. would be nice. That would be nice to see some actual running activity and chasing and stuff like that. That'll be a nice experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to see that. Um, I talked to Brad about the calling, but, I mean, he says he's, he hasn't called up there, but last year he killed a buck on the, the first set. <laughs> I mean, so he, he hasn't had to do any of that. Um, and then the first year he was up there, he shot a buck and um, – the very first day, <laughs> but I mean, he didn't, he, he didn't recover that one. Um, and he hunted some more, um, the rest of that week. I think he spent a lot of time looking for that buck, but, um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that Colin works, but yeah, uh, I, I think we just need to, uh, kind of get honed in on finding, like you said, okay, what are these deer doing? Are they, are they using the edges or are they, are they just crossing right in the center of these CRP fields? getting defense lines, using them, uh, are they using the creeks, uh, things like that. And uh, I think once we kind of get that figured out, we can keep micro-adjusting, kind of like I mentioned, like maybe get set up in an area, see what the deer are doing, and then you just keep making these micro-adjustments um, right. to, uh, to get closer uh, within bow range. Because uh, it is yeah. – we will be using a bow while we're up there. So. <laughs> Although yeah, I don't know nothing how like fair, the ultimate challenge. I don't know how fair it would be if you had a rifle <laughs> no, uh, that no. particular time because you can see forever uh, yeah, out there. But I think you and me both talked about, you know, if, you know, I think we're going to start out probably pretty far from each other um, just so we can look at different areas. But then after that, I think if, you know, if one of us gets honed in on deer, I think we're going to do, uh, I guess, a system you like to do, right, with the uh, working uh, – what do you call it? The alpha system or whatever, where you guys hunt the wolf pack. Oh, wolf pack system. Yeah. 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 That, that would, I think that'd be a good tactic uh, to kind of employ um, up there. And like I said, if one of us is seeing a ton of deer and the other one's not, then <laughs> the other one just needs to move over 
uh, into that area. Um, I mean, it's a team thing. We're both hoping to come away with deer uh, from this yeah. situation. So, or whatever. I don't care who kills the deer <laughs> as long no, as one. I, of I us, don't either. As long as one of us kills the deer. Um, my hope was, is that you killed a deer on the first day and then you could film me the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll shoot a dink. I'll shoot, uh, I'll shoot the hundred inch deer for you. I'll finally get my hundred inch deer. Yeah, exactly. You should have been going for the registry, but you get it, but it's in Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> not, not, uh, not Florida, but, uh, the goal, like I said, hopefully is to be able to uh, document quite a bit of it. Um, bring back whatever our experiences are from the trip. Uh, I know a lot of people on the podcast kind of hunt their home state. They don't venture uh, very far out. And uh, I think it would be a good way to kind of be like, hey, anybody can do this. Um, it's not it's not super expensive. I mean, the scouting trip we took added money to it. But if you, if you yeah. take the scouting trip out of it and then you just decide, hey, I'm going to take an extra couple of days going up to add a couple of extra days going up there and uh maybe spend the the first day or so scouting the property uh kind of like we did uh it, it's not a super expensive trip uh the tag yeah. i think's like 250 bucks or something yeah and then we are i mean we're driving out there so you, i mean you got that expense or whatever it's probably 150 bucks or whatever 175 driving out there and 175 driving back but we're st- we're staying at an airbnb <laughs> that costs yeah. like 37 dollars a day or, or something like that uh, that's going to be a gold mine that's, yeah especially especially being nice and close to the public um compared to where we stayed for our scouting trip which was an hour away yeah yeah for the scout we tried to, i tried to get the same spot place but it was already booked or they had taken it down or something uh, for those yeah. particular days that we were going to be up there. Um, so we're not going to be far. Uh, I think that that's going to help anyways of just like, as far as being able to sleep more or just getting to the place and relaxing and getting a shower <laughs> as yeah. opposed to taking that hour, uh, to get back and an hour to get there in the morning time. Um, we're not, yeah. we're not very far at all, which that, yeah. we kind of lucked out on that. So it's not, like I said, it's not a super expensive trip. Um, you'd probably, like I said, if you go with a buddy or whatnot, I mean, you may have 600 bucks in it or something. Um, and I think, I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> I mean, no. a, a Kansas, an Iowa, a Iowa tags, like 600 bucks just for the tag. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is over the counter. So you can just get, you can buy the tag whenever you want, uh, for a place like Missouri. And there yeah. were, uh, there were other pieces of public i mean it was funny because the at the airbnb that we stayed in while we were there we we kind of we went in one night we're in our camo we come out because we were going to get dinner or whatever after a long day and the guy's like are you guys bow hunters and we were kind of like uh this could go two different ways like either this guy's a hunter or they don't like hunting (laughs) one or the other yeah and uh he started talking to us and he was a uh a big time hunter and he started like name dropping management areas, um, not far from the the management area we were going to be hunting, and talking about how they were how well they were managed, and uh, we should uh, we should give those places a look, and and things like that. Uh, so there there's more than just we fairly like, well. There's more than just that management area there. Uh, I know that management area is good, but uh, if you can find an area where hey, there's 
because those were those weren't far uh, no, from they there. Uh, they were closer than uh, far far away we were staying from the place at that point. Yeah. No, it, but you know that that is another thing different than Florida is that there there was a lot of public, uh, you know, and obviously there's no at least from what I know there's no quota system at least for all these management areas that are around us around there in Missouri they're just walk-ons right you know? so that that kind of gives us a benefit if you know if for some reason we're just not getting on them there we could jump over to another one um, but with the trip being so short um, I don't know if we will do that I mean unless we just get a feeling um, you know but like you said I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a grind just to get, get on them and find them but once we find them i think i think we're going to have good success in a sense of at least getting on deer uh and and starting to figure them out hopefully it's sooner rather than later right yeah and we've got these days blocked off so if for some reason we both killed deer within a day or two of being there um we thought about like well we need to go check those other areas out (laughs) yeah (laughs) at least spend a day uh checking those other areas out um, maybe scout them some or just see what the pressure is on those other areas um, just to have kind of as backup plans or whatever um, at some point. But I think oh, yeah. I think that um, is hopefully we're going to have, like you said, hopefully we'll have good weather going out there. That's, that's the only real kicker to me is uh, the weather. Uh, if it's like super hot during that time, may not be yeah. as good from what i've seen but we've picked we've got the day's pick that we've got the day's pick this year yeah <laughs> that's kind of it um no i mean we don't know we could if if we could actually extend it a day or two uh, if we had to yeah um but uh, hopefully we won't have to do that hopefully uh, we'll have the good weather um yeah hopefully so what what are your what are your predictions for when we get up there in November, uh, my predictions when we get there in November, uh, let's see. The perfect prediction will be there'll be nobody hunting. It'll be about thirty <laughs> degrees. There'll be big bucks running everywhere. <laughs> uh, no, I mean honestly, my prediction is is uh, I think there's going to be minimal pressure, um, at least during the week, uh, for sure. And uh, you know, I, I think I think we're going to get on them. Honestly, I I think. You know, like I said, we left there a little bit unsure just because everything was super green. And, you know, we, we did see some deer, um, but there was so much bedding cover and so many places for them to bed at that moment that we I don't think we saw the deer that are actually on that property. I don't think we saw the numbers that are actually on that property. Um, so I think I think we're going to be surprised when we get there. I think there's going to be a lot more deer. Um and I think, I think we're going to have, I think we're going to see some deer and I think you're probably going to get a shot is my, my <laughs> prediction. My prediction is you're going to get a shot at a deer. I don't know how big, but it's going to be bigger than anything you've shot in Florida, uh, which is pretty big. And me, I'm probably just going to be sightseeing for a lot of it and just, uh, looking at deer. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited or that, or you're going to tell me like, the second day like hey man i got this buck coming through i'm gonna kill him you need to come in the tree with me and then i just videotape him and that's it right so uh, i mean that's now my prediction i i think we're gonna get on deer and i think we're gonna be a little bit surprised at how how many more deer there are that we didn't see the uh the, when we went up there now right well we i talked about that while we were up there is that there was so much food for them right now 
Like they're yes. going to be spread out. Um, yeah. said, all of the foliage was still on the trees, still plenty of cover uh, for them in certain areas. Um, when we get there, pretty much I, I, all the corn's going to be down. If I had to guess, uh, the oak, I mean, like, like we mentioned, all the acorns at that point that they, that they had to choose from. So I think that's going to be a, a little more scarce. And even around like the private pieces and everything else, once all those ag fields dry up, they're going to move into there because that's where the cover's at. There's just, it's the place that just has a recipe to hold deer, <laughs> in, in my opinion. So I, I, any deer probably within a mile of that place, once everything kind of goes to the wayside, are going to be moving into there. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with that. Um, you know, you're, you're the big buck slayer. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to go on with uh, what you say and, uh, and, you know, hopefully I can add to the trip and not be a hindrance, but, uh, I definitely think, uh, I definitely think we're going to have a good time, especially with 17 hour car ride. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we have a little bit of a ride, uh, out there, but most of that's going to be throughout the night. <laughs> getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're leaving whatever after uh, trick or treating <laughs> on the 31st uh for my kids and uh we're gonna jet that way luckily we gain an hour <laughs> going out there um, yeah it won't be time change yet so that that'll be no, good no. Uh, as well it'll be time change as we're leaving um, yeah well, that'll, that'll be good but yeah i think all that's gonna be good uh my prediction is like i said you're you're gonna get that Hopefully you're going to get that rutting activity <laughs> that, that you that you're looking for. Um, be able to see bucks chasing. Uh, I know Brett mentioned to me uh, at one point on that WMA that he watched a buck fight off like six different bucks one day in this big CRP field um, throughout the day. So you don't see that in Florida. <laughs> no, no. So if we can get anything like that. Uh, maybe who knows maybe see some fighting or whatever or just calling deer in i mean that's kind of that's what we're looking for uh we're, we're looking for that experience um and, and it's just something new other than florida uh, the the typical like you're hunting in thick woods uh, can't see very far um, a lot of the time unless you're hunting down in south florida and stuff where you can see forever yeah. on, on some of those planes and you got a chance at killing a giant <laughs> yeah i mean no, that, you got a chance at killing a really big buck that you wouldn't have the chance in florida and you have a chance of seeing uh quite a few bucks throughout the day that are will all be bigger than something that you're probably going to kill in florida yeah that that's something I do forget about. I do forget about that, you know, a giant could walk out at any moment. It's possible there. I mean, they have the food, they have the cover. I mean, that, that play, you know, the Midwest is known for big bucks. So right. I got to keep remembering that. <laughs> yeah. 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 There, <laughs> a giant could walk out. Um, it's not like, and, and I mean, in Florida, yeah, a giant could walk out. It's just not the same. <laughs> no, no, it's not the same. Our giant here is their, their average there. Right, exactly. It's something that a lot of them would like look at and maybe and not even take a second <laughs> glance at of thinking about picking their bow up or something. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, that's a two and a half year old. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna let him walk. I'm what? Let him walk. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> so, but in my opinion, um, going up there. So, what is your 
or do you have like a cutoff of what you're going to shoot when you get up there? Like, is there, are you looking for anything in particular or is it just, if it, if it tickles your fancy, you're going to shoot it? Uh, <laughs> well, it depends if it's the first day or the last day. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, no, I mean, honestly, it's probably going to be anything that tickles my fancy. Uh, you know, it, it's hard, it's hard for me to tell you that, it's, you know, I'm going to shoot the first, you know, you know, four point I see or not, but I mean, I, I would like to hold out for, you know, a bigger deer something about around 120. I mean, that's what I would like to shoot for. Um, but I mean, if he's just, if he just gets me going and I get excited, I'm going to shoot him. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have any, I'm, you know, I don't have anything to uphold or whatever. I don't have a, a, a title or anything to uphold. So it doesn't matter to me shooting a deer in Missouri, shooting a buck in Missouri would be nice. Uh, I know we'll both be excited. It doesn't matter how big he is. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, I don't really have anything in mind particular. Like I said, anything that tickles my fancy and, uh, and gets my heart pumping is probably getting a shot. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good goal. I, I, I haven't been pressuring you to do anything. You keep me like, Oh, what do you, what do you think? I was like, yeah. shoot whatever you want, man. It's your hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I <Yeah>. don't care. <laughs> I mean, if it's legal and you want to shoot it, then go for it. Yeah. Although yeah, I might be. All- I might be yeah, griping are. when we have to get that thing out of there. Yeah. <laughs> On but some you, of the But you also, you also have alternate, uh, uh, you know, alternatives here. You know, you, you want, if I shoot a deer early, then I get to film for you the whole time. That's, that, that's another benefit if I shoot anything. Oh, yeah, but I don't care. I mean, I'm going to be filming either way. So I'm going to have the camera either yeah. way. No, um, no, I know. But, I mean, sure. Uh, you shoot one on the first day, great. Then we're out there <laughs> working together. You got the camera. Uh, be a lot better for the YouTube channel, obviously. Oh yeah. <laughs> if somebody yeah. else has a camera in hand, but I'm Definitely. not gonna just keep you to constraint. Like, oh, you're gonna film me until I kill a deer. <laughs> well, I guess you didn't get hunt at all, Brandon. Sorry. Um, no, sorry. So I appreciate you coming up. But yeah, I think it, I don't, I mean, as far as me, obviously I'd like to shoot something big, um, but starts getting towards that last day or whatever, then who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Um, and if it gets me fired up, it gets me fired up. So I'm not going to say, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to shoot a 150 while I'm out there. I don't know. I mean, a 125 comes out and it's a great situation and he was fighting or chasing a doe or whatever and gets me excited, then. I'm going to let one fly. It'll be nice, man. It'll be nice for us to get something down, and uh, <clears throat> it'll be a great time. And I'm sure the, everybody on YouTube will enjoy it. Hopefully enjoy the great footage you're going to lay down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we get a, a bunch of good footage. Um, I've kind of delegated you as like to get as much good B-roll as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just uh, in case. Just in case. Just in case. Well, good deal. Um, I think we've covered it. Uh, quite a bit. This is uh, going to be part one of the uh, M- Missouri experience. Uh, I've, like I said, I've been out to the Midwest before. Brandon never has. Um, after the hunt, we'll get back together and uh, do a podcast on the experience of hunting uh, Midwest state during the rut, especially for uh, someone like yourself who's never experienced it, and uh, hopefully have a couple of uh, stories to tell about uh, bucks that we got on the ground. Yeah, that'll be a great way to end it. Yep. Well, everybody, uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Inspired you to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. 
All right, everybody, something I forgot to mention at the beginning of the podcast, and I can't believe I forgot to mention it, was to give a big shout out to our Patreon members. They help make this show possible. Uh, we have a great time uh, with all of our Patreon groups. We have a Marco Polo group, a Discord group. Uh, everybody is all the time going back and forth on those, that group. Uh, our Marco Polo, we've already seen quite a few uh, deer go down this year. There's already been a bunch of discussion on our uh, Discord, so if you'd like to become a member of our Patreon group, just visit www.patreon.com forward slash Chasing Tales Outdoors. Uh, we'd love to have you in our community. We call it Deer Camp, so if you get a chance, uh, check that out, and there'll be a link down in the show notes. Appreciate you guys.